88.3 Southern FM. This is the Scout Show. This is the Scout Show. This is the Scout Show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Scout Show on 88.3 Southern FM. We're your hosts, Tom and Taya, bringing you all the latest scouting news from across Victoria and Australia. We're coming back to you with a brand new team. We're now a team of around 20 scouts and leaders from around Victoria. This show has been put together from all around Victoria. First, Scout Emily spoke to our Deputy Chief Commissioner, Daniela Taglieri, to get an update on scout groups across the state returning to -to face-to-face scouting. Hello, my name is Emily and today we are joined by Daniela, the Deputy Chief Commissioner of Scouts Victoria. Daniela, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. How are you feeling about coming back to -to face-to-face scouts? Honestly, I am super excited. I've enjoyed, actually, the new challenge. I'm also a school teacher, so I've learnt a lot in the last few months. But I'm super excited to get back, to see people in the flesh, to actually spend time with youth members. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, it is a good thing to be back after all of this. What are your next steps for Scouts Victoria moving on from all of this mess? It's actually going to take a long time Um, and I think we need to remember that just because we're going back to -to face-to-face doesn't mean it's over. There are so many steps still to come Uh, and so our next steps at Scouts Victoria are to support our groups, to support our young people. So that could be lots and lots of different things. At the moment, it's primarily focused around programming and that'll continue, but also training and risk and safety, uh, some events, all of the things that make Scouts what it is. Uh, We need to support our groups and all of our formations to be able to do the very best that they can for our young people. Yeah, I agree, because we just need to stay safe. (laughs) Absolutely, but you know what? Um, Scouts is adventurous. Yeah. So we do adventurous activities all the time uh, and we manage those risks. So this is just one more aspect to manage. So if we can manage bushwalking and caving and abseiling, we can manage social distancing and making sure that we keep our scout groups corona-free as much as we can. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. The recent Youth Resilience Survey showed some like really cool data, essentially proving that being a scout has many positive outcomes, which has been dubbed as the scouting effect. Can you tell us some more about this? To be honest, anybody that is a scout, we know that this is a thing. Like We knew all of this stuff, but how amazing to get actual data that agrees with us. So um, scouts are more likely by 13% to have a healthier mental state than non-scouts. That's an amazing number. Scouts are, are more likely to have better social skills. They're more likely to create a positive contribution to our world. They're more likely to help others. One of my favorite statistics from the Resilience Survey is that Scouts are more likely to report that they have adults who set good examples for them. And that's a testimony to some excellent Scout leaders that we have. Overall, this says, and the data says, that Scouts are more likely by about 10% to hold more hope for a positive future. And that's that's what we're here for. That's what we want. What have you been your like your highlights of in your role? Um, to give you a bit of history, Emily, um, I've only been in my role as Deputy Chief Commissioner since the 1st of February. It has been an incredible learning experience. Nobody could have guessed that we would have some of Australia's worst bushfires 
followed by a pandemic and a state of emergency. Uh, that's been pretty crazy. <laughs> Highlight, not only just in this role, but also across many roles, is actually being the Deputy Chief Commissioner. I'm 38. I think that's a pretty amazing achievement at such a young age in such a youth movement and I'm pretty excited to represent the 20,000 young people of Scouts Victoria. But thinking about this question, there are so many highlights from my scouting time that there's no way I could share them with you all. But some of my favourites, just because I, I want to share stories with you, uh, <laughs> Assistant Chief Commissioner of Group Support, that was a pretty amazing experience, starting the Leader of Adults Conferences, which are really widely attended. We have over 600 adults there yearly, supporting each other, networking and becoming better leaders because of it. But events like Day Scout, Jam Rees and Cubberies and the Rover Moot, uh, I got to um, do some volunteer work at the Grand Prix when the King of Sweden came out. These are things that people would think I was making up how many other people can say that you know they're the director of a scout show with 150 cast members written by a hundred young people the opportunities are pretty incredible yeah it's a pretty amazing thing following on from that what are some pros and cons of your job honestly it probably depends on what day you catch me emily no one of the things that i really like about my job both as dcc but also when I was Assistant Chief Commissioner, is I really like the um, ability to give other adults support. So in that, I feel like that we have an impact on each of the Scouts' lives, even though, you know, there's 20,000 of them and I'm sure there's about 19,000 I've never met. But in some way, um, I've helped adults in their lives to help them. So that's a pretty cool feeling. That's definitely a pro. A con right now, today, COVID-19. But on the same token, you know, we've learned new ways of doing things, Zoom meetings, these sorts of things. They're going to allow us to be more adaptable into the future. So that's pretty cool too. So although today it might be considered a negative, really, in six months' time, I reckon we'll definitely see the positives from that. Yeah, and take a lot out of it. How do you measure your success? One of the things that I think everybody needs to do is I need to know what is important to them. And I think every individual has different things that are important to them. And that's how you measure success. Are you being true to those personal values? Are you living what you want to be? Are you doing what is right? Are you believing in yourself? Both of those statements sound like they could come from the scout law. But ultimately, I think success comes when you are living true to your own personal values, whatever they might be. What has been your biggest achievement so far? I've had some pretty cool things, which, you know, I told you some stories earlier. One of my favourite memories and something that is really dear to my heart, um, I am a member of Campbellwell Showtime which is a scout and girl guide show in the districts of Burundara and Yarra in Melbourne region. And when uh, I was asked to become the production director of Campbell Showtime, that was a pretty big achievement. In earlier years, earlier than this year, I became assistant principal of a state secondary college in Victoria. So that's a pretty big achievement. But being asked to be the deputy chief commissioner pretty much tops the list. Thank you for joining us on this scout show, Daniela. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. On 88.3 Southern FM, this is the scout show. You're listening to the scout show. We're now moving on to one of our regular segments, something that we call My Top 5. Today presented by new Scout Show member Ventura Olivia. The Scout Show's Top 5. Hey guys, 
My name is Olivia from First The Base Inventory Unit. I'd like to welcome you all to the June edition of our show and my first segment with the Scout Show. Today, we're bringing back the good old My Top 5 with my top five activities to do in isolation with your Scout groups, since many of us won't be back until mid-July. So let's kick this off in descending order with my number five. Five. The Ultimate Pancake Challenge. Now, personally, this one is one of my favourites, even though it's a bit messy. And it's also great for the whole scouting family to get involved with, whether you're a Joey or a leader. Have your group come up with a few ideas between you? Things from TV shows, computer games, anything you'd like. Grab a few photos of them, some pancake mix and food dye, and get pancake making. To my number four, Minecraft. Now, as kids of our generation, you can say they don't love Minecraft. Minecraft is also another good one for all ages, so create a server together for your group and build a whole new world together, be it of free will and imagination, or to a theme of your choosing. Three. To number three now, and a classic, Kahoot Night. Probably not for the Joeys or the younger cubs, but a goodie nonetheless for the rest of the group. With a phone, a laptop, and your friends, pick a couple of quizzes that you all like and compete for the top three spots. Maybe even add a prize in for when you meet up again to up the ante. The Netflix Party. All it takes is downloading a quick extension called Netflix Party, picking a movie between you all that you'd like to watch, Monty Python being my unit's go-to, and wrapping up with some snacks and blanket, all while being able to talk to your friends in a comment section on the side. Number one. And finally, the number one presentation night. This was probably my favourite activity with my unit in isolation. Lots of fun was had in sharing our own crazy presentations. Mine being my top 10 meme songs of all time. The top one obviously being Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. All you need to do is pick a topic, any topic, no matter how wacky, as long as you have fun with it. Make a PowerPoint slideshow with some pictures, some dot points, and present away with lots of laughs guaranteed throughout the whole group. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, though, that's it from me today, but I hope you enjoyed this segment, and thank you for tuning in. I hope you guys have a great week, and I'll see you all around next time for the Scout Show. Thanks, Olivia. Recently, Scouts Australia undertook a survey called The Scouting Effect. It is to look at the resilience of young people who are or were in scouting. Chief Commissioner for Australia, Phil Harrison, is here to tell us more about it. Hi, I'm Phil Harrison, Chief Commissioner of Scouts Australia. What I want to share with you is not really new. We've known it for a long time. But now we have the data to prove it. Scouting changes lives. It's unique in giving every young person the chance to develop leadership skills and contributes to positive mental health. A UK childhood study found that former Scouts suffer less mood and anxiety disorders even decades later. But today I want to talk about resilience, the ability to cope with life's challenges and keep things in perspective. We've surveyed Scouts across Australia in partnership with Resilient Youth Australia. The results show that young people in Scouting are amazing. We call it the Scouting Effect. Compared with other young people of the same age, Scouts across Australia are more optimistic about their future, hold more positive values, enjoy greater life satisfaction, feel healthier physically and mentally, read more, have more fun at school, and are more likely to help other people than help out at school. 
contribute more to their local community and much, much more. Read all about it in this booklet. It's called The Scouting Effect or check out this infographic. You can find both on the Scouts Australia website. So download them, print them and share them in your local community and throughout scouting. Let's see this poster in buildings across Australia or send the booklet to all your contacts. They'll be really impressed and so they should. The scouting effect truly changes lives, builds better communities and gives young people a head start in life. Not yet a scout? Interested in what scouting can do for your family? Find your local scout group through the Scouts Australia website. The scouting effect is a great story. Please help us to spread the word. Welcome back to the Scout Show. We just heard from Phil Harrison about the Scouting Effects Survey. We learned about how it's giving people a head start in life and contributes to local communities. Scouting has a positive effect on mental health and the entire lifestyle. We'll be back soon here on the Scout Show on 88.3 Southern FM. This is the Scout Show. Hi, I'm Grace. I'm Gabe. We're, We're scouts. scouts. We hike, we camp, we sail and canoe and climb. And so much more. It's awesome. We learn to care for ourselves and for others. We learn outdoors. Scouts is less screens, more friends. Real friends. The best friends. We develop leadership, resilience and have fun. From the age of five, Scouts prepares you for adventure and prepares you for life. It's time to check out your local Scout group at scoutsvictoria.com.au. Get in touch with The Scout Show. The Scout Show at scoutsvictoria.com.au. Welcome back to The Scout Show on 88.3 Southern FM. One of our new team members is Brendan, who chatted with a very special guest all the way from the United Kingdom about his dedicated scouting YouTube channel. Hello, I'm Brendan, and today I'm interviewing Mike from the YouTube channel Scoutadelic, all the way from the UK. Hey, Mike, how you going? I'm doing all right. Thank you very much. How are you? Yeah, not, not too bad. Just chugging along. Uh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's, let's get into these questions. So first one, simple one, how long have you been a scout for and what was your group? Uh, so I've been a scout since I was a, a scout itself, actually. I, I, I joined Cubs for about two weeks and then obviously it was too old, so I moved up. My group that I always stayed with was Wellington St. Matthews. I left when I was a patrol leader over here, did obviously my GCSEs, which is my some exams, and then went to college. And then when I got my first job, I saw the group scout leader at a local mall or um, shopping centre. And she asked me, what did I do on a Thursday night? And would I like to come over just, just to you know, see what they're up to? And I did. And then I kept on going every Thursday night. And then... I did Cubs because they were an awesome section and I did that for nine years and then recently I've left that group and I now do national stuff. So over here we have something called active service units. So they obviously help out with big events or groups, you know, whatever whatever they're needed for. And I'm part of an active service unit, which is called Scout Content. Why did you decide to create Scoutadelic on YouTube? Okay, so why did I... Because I, um... <sighs> I was mad. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Uh... <laughs> I... 
Over here, we have something called U-Shape, which is U-Shape scouting um, and making sure that the young people actually shape what they're going to do. And I think you have something similar over there. And I always find that sometimes the youth only know what the leaders provide for them. So sometimes they don't know that actually you could go and do this or you can go and do that or this is a different thing that you can do in your hall. So I always found that groups would do different things in their halls or groups uniquely, but they'd never share that information with anyone else. So it was kind of like, well, why don't you? And it was only by going to different groups and picking up different things that they did in their sections when I was a cub leader, that I was like, oh, why, why don't we share this more? And over here, we used to have a magazine, a scout magazine, that every leader used to get. It had tips, ideas, things that they could do with their like sort of sections. But if that leader didn't read it, or if that leader read it but never did those things, then that young person's never going to find out that those items are possible. So I wanted to do a kind of online magazine that leaders and young people could get access to, could watch, could inspire them to do something. They don't have to do it word for word or how I do it, but just inspire them to go, well, can we do that? Or that looks really fun. Could we do that? And it wasn't until my second year of doing Scoutadelic that I was at an event and someone came up to me and said it was their first time at the event. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. And I went, if we hadn't have seen the video that you'd done the year before about that event, they wouldn't have come because they would never have known that that event did that or had that information. So I think that blew me away that that is what was Scoutadelic. It's inspiring, just even if it's just one person, to do something a little bit different. That's really cool. What's been your favourite moment on Scaladelic when anything at all? Wow. There's so many. There's so, so I have a wall of so every single co-host that I'm with, but I mean, obviously oh, during cool. lockdown, I have a photograph of me and them and they sign it. And every single one I have a different memory with, or I remember what we did, how much fun, not going through obviously all the, the footage that we did, but it just, you know, all, the, all those little silly moments that I've had personally with them. And I think having now 54 episodes and 54 different co-hosts, I can't pick one moment. I think they're all unique and different in their own way. Are you aware of any differences between scouting in the UK and scouting in Australia? Yes. So when I started Scout like I never want, obviously I am based in the UK and most of my co-hosts are UK based because me flying halfway across the world to Australia would obviously kill my bank balance. But yeah, um, I think we're, uh, that's something that I am really passionate about and I really want to tap into. I think that we are all one giant global family. But it's nice that we're all different. I love your uniforms. I, I am obsessed with your uniforms to a point where <laughs> I'm trying my best to figure out how do I get one of your uniforms. But yeah, I, I, I like the idea and I always want to learn more about what you guys do. What badges do you do? Like the boys BSA scouts, for example, or scouts in New Zealand. I'm always obsessed with finding little cool facts and that in Australia, one of the things that this group that had this girl in, they get their oldest cub to invest their newest cub. 
and I was like, why did I not know that? Because that is an amazing thing that I, as a cub leader, I never thought of. I never thought of getting my oldest cub to invest my new cub. So yeah, there's tons of differences, but there's also little things that we're all the same about. So I, if I ever continue this on, I always plan to just do five years of Scaledelic. So if I ever continue this on, I would want to visit new places outside of the UK and actually find out what's different, but also what's the same. So yeah, that's a really good question. But yeah, there are tons of differences, but the uniform, oh, I really want the uniform. Yeah, I, I love your, it's it's one of those big debates, isn't it? When uh, Scout Associations changed their logo, but I mm. loved your, well, uh, Scout Australia's like sort of video about it. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. It's so bright, it's so colorful. And a bit like when the UK changed ours, there was positives and there were negatives. And when I obviously saw yours, I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then I saw all the messages of positives and negatives. I was like, "Uh, it's just like the UK. (laughs) So we talked about how you got into Scouts, but why did you stay? I think I stayed in Scouting because although there are some hard times, there's also some amazing times. I think for me, it's inspiring someone to do something differently. Uh, one of my cubs, we did, every year we did a panto at the end of the year, and it was kind of in a day. So we'd start it at nine o'clock and obviously finish it, uh, well, we'd put on the first perform, the only performance at six o'clock at, in the evening. So didn't have much time to do all this work, but we did it all in a day. And one of my cubs really enjoyed it. We went down to London for the Cubs 100th anniversary and we decided we were going to do something really extreme, have a really massive camp down in London for a week. And I took them to see the stage show Matilda and that Cub was with me. When he watched all those kids of boys and girls on stage dancing and singing and everything else, when he got home, he told his mum that he really wanted to do stage acting. And so he enrolled. He was that passionate about it because of something that we had done with the panto and seeing the stage show. So I think giving young people and adults a chance to realise that there's more than what they see in life and actually there's a whole spectrum of different opportunities for them and if they're passionate enough about it then they can go and do it if you can inspire one person i can't describe the feeling it's magical it's just something that i'm proud that i've changed someone's life for hopefully a positive thing and if he becomes famous, I also get 5%, which obviously hey. has been agreed and signed by parent and myself. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it just means that you're opening the eyes of someone who may never have seen that before. And again, that's what obviously Scoutadelic is about. It's about giving people, this is what you can do, or this is a campfire song that you might not have sang before, or this is an inspiring idea or person, or and yeah. Definitely. Last question. How long does it take to create one episode of Scatterdelic? I think my longest was about seven hours. My shortest was an hour. I have I have like a, a little black book and it has every single thing that I plan to do in the episode. And so you need an introduction or something for each of those. So that's the easy bit I find. It's the most scary bit as well because for me, when you've left or, you know, when I'm on my train journey home, that's it. I can't go back and go, oh, oh by the way, could we reshoot that or could we redo that? 
And so you've got to get everything in that certain amount of time that you've got with them. The editing, however, takes the longest. So usually I try to film everything the weekend just before the first. So at least a a minimum of seven days to actually edit it and get it all out again. And throughout those seven days after work, I'm constantly editing little pieces, little bits, bobs and everything else. So I think the editing takes more work than actually doing unless you're really good and if you are that good please could you obviously help me with my editing (laughs) i just think that even if i just get one view i'd be disappointed if i got one view on the video but if i just got one view and that one person viewed it and did something with that either it inspired them to do something or be something or change something in their life then isn't that video worth it that's how i view it in my head It's nice to get like millions of views and thousands of subscribers and everything else, but if you just change one person, then you've done something good in the world. And I'm sure, I don't know if that's the same over there in Australia as it is over here, but do a good deed every day means that I'm doing a lot of good deeds without even me knowing. Very, very heartfelt. Yeah, that's that's all I have to ask of you. Make sure to go to YouTube to check out and subscribe to uh, Scatterdelic. Thanks for joining me today, Mike. You're Uh, very welcome. Thank you. Get in touch with The Scout Show. The Scout Show at scoutsvictoria.com.au. This is The Scout Show on 88.3 Southern FM. The next part of the show is for all the venturers out there. Venturer Steph caught up with the State Commissioner of Venturers in Victoria, Duncan McColl, who gave us an update on the Venturer section. Hi, Steph here to update you on everything that is happening in the Venturer section. I'm joined today by the State Commissioner for Venturers here in Victoria, Duncan McColl. Duncan, welcome to The Scout Show. Thanks, Steph. Thanks for inviting me along. Duncan and the Victorian Venture Council plays a major role in the running of the Venture section here in Victoria. Can you tell the listeners more about it and are you looking for new members to join? Yeah, I can certainly tell you more about it. Probably need uh, hours to tell you exactly what we get up to, but pretty much we sort of have a lot of oversight over the different events that happen for venturers around the state, such as Hoadley Hyde and Anything Goes, VG. Um, Armstrong, those types of things. So you probably saw our Big Five badge around last year. We've been trying again this year, but it's a bit harder. We have regular meetings where we go through any issues that are floating around inventors in in different areas. We also look at planning future things. So whether we need new people on our council, which we currently do. So we've got applications open just recently for our Victorian Venture Council youth positions. So we're probably looking for about six to eight enthusiastic venturers to to spend a year on the council that going through and doing some of the stuff that I've been talking about before and and helping us with any stuff that they think is important for venturers so it's important to have that youth voice so that we actually try and get the stuff that happens in venturers in Victoria to be what they want rather than what us commissioners and the leaders want some of the things that the venturers have missed um, are the courses and being able to meet new people from all over the state what are some of the courses now available for us to participate online? Yeah, well, that's a, a good question. We've sort of struggled to get some courses up and running and turning them into an online format. Some of the different things we had, so Holy Hide at Home uh, was an interesting one and we got that up going for Easter. It was probably more successful at Holy Hide at Home than it was in the state forests around. So it was over four weekends. We had about 250 venturers from Victoria and some other states as well. I think we had some from Western Australia, Queensland, Northern Territory involved. Do Holy Hide at Home, so where they did a whole lot of activities uh, around the house that were sent to them on the, the Friday night. 
we're looking to repeat the Hoadley Hide at Home type of initiative course thing in the coming weeks for people that still haven't had an initiative course and would like to get something done. A couple of weeks ago, we had a pilot unit management course run online. It was over a full day on the Saturday and a little bit on the Sunday, but they were like two hour sessions and we had 12 people involved for that period of time and that went really well. And the unit management one was so good that we're actually contemplating running a number of online unit management courses into the future just going forward so that people don't have to travel as far for a couple of hours worth of activity, especially good for the, the country venturers. So the next yeah. unit management course, we have a lot from uh, Western region doing that. What are some of the things that the VVC have put in place to keep the ventures involved during these challenging times? Yeah, it was, it was a very busy period in, in March and early April trying to come up with converting the venture program into virtual ideas and, and things that people could do at home. So we created a, a virtual venture brand and a whole lot of resources are on our website under that branding around ideas that you could run on a, a different night or just an activity to do yourself or a link to a number of different local councils so you could attend a council meeting virtually. That's part of your citizenship. So there was lots mm -hmm. of activities like that. We obviously ran Hoadley Hide at Home. As I said, that was a, a raging success with 250 odd venturers involved in that. Lots of great feedback. Just recently, we had our Minecraft server set up. So we've got a Victorian Venturers Minecraft server. So people can go to that. And if they want to have a look at that, the address for that's minecraft.vicventurers.com.au. A reminder in there that there is behaviour things and we've got some moderators. We had to remove three people the other day, but they're now back on there and behaving themselves. And only last week we opened up a Discord server as well. And so far within that week, we've already got well over 70 people involved on that Discord server where venturers are just chatting with each other about oh, all sorts amazing. of different things. So yeah, so that one can be found at discord.gg forward slash double small a five capital A lowercase wm2. So again, it's a great way for venturers to keep going. And I sort of forgot to mention that the Holy Hide at Home, they'd set up a Discord server as well for venturers to chat afterwards. And I think they've still got well over 150 people involved on the chat in there as well. It's a good way to keep people interacting and, and talking to each other and catching up with people that they have met before or possibly have never met. And we've had a live stream a couple of weeks back about some of the stuff that we've been doing in award scheme and we're planning another one. At the moment, the plans are probably the last weekend in, in the coming school holidays and we're working on an extra special guest to appear on there. Very well known, famous across Australia and heavily involved in Scouts. We're crossing our fingers, but that's sort of as much as I can say at this moment and I can't say whether this person is able to attend yet, so we're waiting to hear back from him. What can you tell us about Gary Steinhardt's AJ Think Tank on Venture Involvement? Yeah, it's a, a great question. So Gary's been asked to look after the welfare of the venturers at the, the Jamboree, which is on in about 18 months' time. And we need a hell of a lot of venturers there to help us run a really great Jamboree for the 10,000-odd scouts that are coming from around Australia and overseas. And so Gary wants to get some help from venturers on ideas on what they'd like to run for these scouts and also what they'd like to see in the subcamp, which I'm looking after for the venturers, and whether or not they want activities for the venturers during their free time, such as pre-jamboree activity a couple of days before or post, what they might like to do on night times and what they might like to do on their days off. And to get involved in that one is to email Gary at asc.venturers at scoutsvic.com.au.
That sounds great. It looks like there are some amazing things on offer in the Ventra section. So jump on over and check them out. And just a reminder of those links. For the Minecraft, it is minecraft.vicventures.com.au. And for Discord, it's discord.gg forward slash two lowercase a's five capital A lowercase w m two. Duncan, thank you so much for joining me today on The Scout Show. Thanks, Stefan Duncan. You're listening to The Scout Show on 88.3 Southern FM. This is The Scout Show. So what did you do on the weekend? Oh, you know, just stayed at home, acted as a taxi for the kids. Mm. <laughs> There's just never enough time to get things done. You? I, I went hiking and canoeing with the kids and got qualified as a snorkelling instructor. But I know what you mean, the weekends really are too short. You did all that? Yeah. I mean, why should the kids have all the fun? Join Scouts as a leader. You'd love it. Oh, the kids would too. Do it. Just go to joinscouts.com.au. Send us an email. The Scout Show at scoutsvictoria.com.au. You're listening to The Scout Show. Mud Bash is an annual rover event which went online this year. Rover Zach spoke with Lucy from Mudbash to tell us all about it. Hi, Zach here with the 2020 Mudbash Committee Chairman, Lucy Hubbard. Lucy, how are you going? I'm good, Zach. How about you? Yeah, not too bad, Lucy. Thank you. Now, for those of us who aren't in Rovers or the wider scouting community that may not know exactly what Mudbash is, can you just give us a, a quick rundown and an overview of what exactly it is? Of course. So, Mudbash is a premier racing event that we run in Victoria. It is where rovers build their own buggies. So they may buy a car from someone that they know um, and then they will build from scratch. So they'll put a roll cage in it and then we create test tracks for them to drive around and test their skills out on. Everyone makes their own car. There are some rules and regulations that we go by, but it's pretty much a self-made activity that everyone does and gets involved with. Sounds like a lot of fun. Is this a new thing or has it been going on for a while? Or We just celebrated our 50th year at Maffa King Rover Park in 2018. So we have been going on for quite an amount of years. I believe this year will be the 72nd year of Mud Bash. So we have been running for quite a long time. Now, obviously, given the current climate with COVID-19 and all the restrictions that are in place, running an event like this becomes difficult. How did you guys, as the committee, um, overcome this? So we put together an event called Mud Bash Online. We made it so that we could run an online virtual racing event like we would normally run at a physical Mud Bash, but online. We still had interactive activities that people could do in the comfort of their home home. Rightio, so a mud bash online, how exactly did that work? Anyone could enter into a online racing forum, which was gladly set up by the Top Gear Scout team, which we are very thankful for them doing so. So you could race on two racing platforms. You could race on iRacing and you could also race on Dirt 4, which was where most of our competitors raced. So each day there was a certain amount of tracks that were set up for our competitors to do. Then throughout the day, they would go through and complete those tracks. Then like a normal mud bash, we collated all the scores and all the times for those people who did decide to participate in it. 
And we had winners. It was posted the other day on our Facebook page. And then all of our winners um, will receive trophies in the mail. So we wanted to make it like you were actually at a mud bash, but just at home. That sounds like a lot of fun. For the people that may not have been able to actually do the racing, was there any other sort of challenges that you ran in the lead up to the event? So along with the racing, we also had a show and shine competition. It's where you made your own car. Either it was with Lego. We had people make them out of icy pole sticks. People make them out of uh, soft drink cans. And we also had some people make it out of old pallets. So there was other ways people could interact with some of the activities. We also had a video of the old mud bashes past. Any footage that we had from past years, we collated um, and made a film, which went just for over an hour. And it gave everyone a really good insight into mud bash and was like prior to us being mafficking and the massive changes that we've had over the years. Now, did I also see that there was some sort of tyre changing challenge that you guys put out? We did have a tyre changing challenge. So, we wrote out some rules to instruct everyone on how to change a tyre. Because in this day of age, I think it's really important that everyone should know how to change a tyre. Even if it's the first time driving, when you first get your learner's permit, if you're out with mum and dad and they accidentally get a flat tyre, it's always helpful. So we did have a few entries into our tyre changing competition um, and they'll be posted later this week. With the show and shine... Am I correct in saying that there wasn't just Rovers that entered it? You are, Zach. So we had Joeys, we had Cubs, we had Scouts, we had Kaz Terrace and some ex-Rovers. They also participated in the show and shine as well. So we wanted to make sure that it was really inclusive for all in sections on the Queen's birthday weekend. We would also have open day where anyone could come along and see what Mudbash is like and learn about rovering section and even just try out scouting for the day. So we wanted to make sure that that every, every section and everyone was included. Now, you said that it's uh, normally held on the Queen's birthday long weekend. Obviously not the case this year. Are you postponing it or anything? Yes. So, we will be holding Mud Bash 2020 in September this year, obviously abiding by any government guidelines um, and also in accordance with Scouts Victoria. So, our intention is to run in September. Even though it might look a little bit different to what it has looked in the past, we still plan on holding one. That sounds like a great idea. I'm sure there's plenty of rovers that would be keen to get up there. For anyone who wants to get involved with uh, Mud Bash, how do they go about doing that? So the best way to get involved in Mud Bash is to message our Facebook page. All our information about what we do as a committee, you know, what events we run, what we've done in the past, and even coming to Mud Bash and asking a committee member questions, we're always willing to help and we always welcome new people onto the committee. Thank you very much for your time, Lucy. No, that's okay, Zach. Thanks for having me. This is The Scout Show. This is The Scout Show. This is The Scout Show. You're listening to The Scout Show. Recently, The Scout Show gained 13 new members. And with new faces around, we thought you guys should get to know them a little better. Here's a little game we like to call Meet the Team. My name is Finn and I'm a scout from First Doncaster East Scout Group. Hey guys, nice to meet you all. My name is Olivia and I'm a venturer from First Base and Venture Unit in the Knox City region. My name is Steph. I'm a venturer at Bunnarong Intangional Ventures. Hey, I'm Brendan. I'm a venturer from First City of Campbell Scout Troop. Hi, I'm Angus and I'm a scout.
Scout or First Canterbury Scout Group. I've been in Scouts for maybe around six years. I've been involved with Scouting since I was seven years old. All in all, I've been a Scout for about ten years now. I've been doing Scouts since I was at Joey's, so between nine and ten years. I've been a Scout for around eight years. I've been in Scouting for over four years. My favourite thing about being a Scout is that you get to go on really fun camps. The best thing about Scouts in my eyes is the friendships that you make. Through my years in Scouting, I've made some of the best lifelong friends I'll ever know across many different states through things such as Jamboree and Whitehorse Showtime. Some of the best things about scouting would have to be all the amazing opportunities that are on offer, whether it is travelling and going to new places, meeting so many new people, or expressing our skills through things like the scout show. The best thing about being a scout is meeting all the different people, not just the ones from your scout troop, but at places like Campbell Showtime. The best thing about being a scout, in my opinion, is that you can have fun with your friends and you can stay up late, which I'm normally not allowed to do. My favourite scouting memory is when I went to fast-flying woods when the sun set because it looked really cool. My favourite scouting memory would have to be the last jamboree in 2019 in South Australia. I went as a volunteer leader to help out with the robotics activity and it was one of the best things I'd ever done in my life. I learned heaps of new leadership skills. I saw a lot of old friends from different scout groups as well as making plenty of new ones. My favourite scouting memory would have to be Jamboree. It was a fun way to meet new people, explore a part of Australia I haven't been to and learn some valuable life lessons. And my favourite scouting memory is a three-way tie between being involved Campbell Showtime, my adventure accord hike and AJ 2019. My favourite scouting memory would have to be when I went away for an overnight camp and we built rafts and took them down the Yarra River. The only thing to remember is not to swallow any water. On 88.3 Southern FM, this is The Scout Show. That's all for today's show. We'd like to say thank you to all our guests and wish a massive good luck to all our new team members. Don't forget to subscribe and comment on our podcast. You can also get in touch with us or send us an email at thescoutshow at scoutsvictoria.com.au. If you have any feedback or suggestions, we'd love to hear it. Keep scouting. The Scout Show. 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 The Scout Show.